From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. We're being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part seven in our series, Marriage Through the Years, Sandwich Generation. And as we start today's show, just think about this quote from Matt Walsh. He said, parenting is the easiest thing in the world to have an opinion about and the hardest thing in the world to do. And I think nowhere is that more more fitting than when we're talking about being sandwiched between the children that we're parenting and our parents who sometimes we end up having to parent as they get older as Mm -hmm. well. So we're going to be digging into that in today's show. But first, we start each show with a hug. And a hug is an opportunity for each and every one of you to hear from someone else in the one family whose marriage has has seen transformation, who's had breakthrough. And this week's hug is brought to you by the Physician of the Month Club. And we're going to be sharing more about this club and how it's transforming marriages a little bit later in the show. But this hug came in from an IG direct message that we had received and said, I wanted to tell you a quick story. I often listen to one out loud, as long as it's appropriate, while I'm getting dressed or walking around the house. I have lots of small children and honestly, I didn't think they were paying much attention. Well, this morning, one of my nine-year-old twins asked me something about marriage that she heard on One Extraordinary Marriage. It was a question that was appropriate for her age regarding the She's Not Your Mother episode. But Mm -hmm. I was surprised to hear that she tuned in from time to time and also that she knew the name of the podcast. This actually made me super excited to know that I am planting seeds, even when I'm being unintentional, just based off of what I'm listening to. Keep up the great work. You're influencing generations to come. Oh, I love it. Look at that, man. We're already, we're going and, and you guys are doing it. It's really you guys to, to have the show on and around, you know, your kids and other people. So it's awesome. Thank it, you. It is. And if you want to listen to the particular show that she was talking about, you know, she's not your mother. You can check that out at oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash 335. And it was interesting that this hug came in because, you know, it was talking about, you know, her listening to the show around kids. And, and as we're going through this series, we needed to talk about you know, what does it look like to, to not only parent your children, but to also deal with your parents. And, and we've been going through this series right? We've been talking about different phases of marriage. We've Part one was newlywed and part two, the child rearing years. Part three, we were talking about chores and the chore war. And part four was about work-life balance and part five, moving day. And last week we talked about getting older. And, you know, as we jump into the show, part of getting older is raising your children and dealing with your parents who are getting older. Mm-hmm. And being sandwiched in between them and hence sandwich generation. And maybe you've heard this term, maybe you haven't, but it came about because as couples marry later and they're starting their families later and people are living longer, there's a very real scenario for those that are in their 30s and 40s and 50s that they're simultaneously caring for their their children. It could be anywhere from from newborns to teenagers still Mm -hmm. at home. And then you have the need to also be more involved in your parents' lives, right? That's this whole idea of being sandwiched between two generations where the mm-hmm. name came from and and being in this place really does carry uh, it carries unique challenges both to the individuals and to to your marriage as a whole well and let's also bring in the sense of it could be 
your spouse's parents. Mm-hmm. And so on top of this, we also have a whole in-law, you know, dynamic right. that we are facing mm-hmm. and dealing with as married couples. So not only are we sandwiched between, we also have other dynamics at force and at play because you could have had great in-laws. And so you, with your spouse, feel more than obligated to help help them out. Mm-hmm. On the other end of the spectrum, it could be you've had very difficult in-laws and they haven't been in your guys' lives for a while. And now that they're getting maybe older, maybe they're, they have some ailments, maybe they're, they're having surgeries, maybe they're dealing with cancer, whatever it may be. And your spouse, sir, parents, feels obligated to help out. And you don't. And so what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Because you're also looking at, hey, why are we taking care of them? We got our own self and our kids. So there's a, there's a lot of dynamics. There's a lot of moving parts when we talk about being in this sandwich generation. And this is something that we're actually, this is real time. We are, we are living mm-hmm. this in our own marriage. And, and, you know, a lot of times shows do come about because, you know, we get an email or something like that happens. This particular show, as we were building out this series and, and talking about what we were going to be including, this is something, this is a season of marriage that if you had asked me 23 years ago, almost 23 years ago now, when Tony and I got married, I couldn't have foreseen this set of years mm-hmm. that we're in right now. And the challenges that come because of them, the conversations that come out of them, the the um, the frustrations, some of the joys that come out of it too. Mm-hmm. There, there is a, I will say this isn't all downcast and sad and and hard. There are a lot of joys that that come out of this as well, and and yet there are people pulling you, and you're trying to work through that together. Absolutely. In our scenario, many of you that have been listening for the last couple of years or longer to the show, you know that Tony's dad died of cancer two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we, so Tony's mom is in a very different life stage because her husband died two years ago. And we happen to have two teenagers, mm-hmm. busy, active, involved teenagers. And we actually happen to you know like each other and like spending time together. And then on the other side of it, Alisa's parents retired a few years ago, left the state of Ohio, and moved to Puerto Rico. And they are seriously our senior peach bums because other than when hurricanes are rolling through, mom and dad are typically out on a beach sharing with us how beautiful the weather is and them riding on their horses and they're do- them doing this and then and doing that. We don't get to see them, though, as much either because they live in Puerto Rico. My mom lives here in Southern California. And so, you know, there are concerns for us though, as they do age and they get older and they're, they're on the Island, you know, what does that look like if they need medical care and, and things of that nature or one of them passes away. So that's something that is upon us. Actually, when hurricane Maria hit Mm -hmm. some years ago, we didn't hear from Elisa's parents for 10 days and we, we were distraught. And I remember getting that first phone call when they were, when we finally got something that they were okay and just how relieved we were in the tears of just, ah, oh, okay, they're okay. So we're in it. And then like Elisa said, Hey, school's in session. Teenagers are rolling. Everything that comes with that driving cars, dating, football, school, it's all in. Right. And, and we're dealing with it. 
right? And you all are dealing with it. You know, just some quick numbers. And, and this found, I found this um, infographic that shared this with us, and we'll make sure to put the link on it. But 44% of people aged 45 to 55 have at least one parent still living and at least one child under the age of 21. Yeah, that's me. Th- that's us. We're, we're smack dab in that. And 15% of people in their middle ages are financially supporting both their parents and their children. Mm. So not only do you have one on either side of you, right? You, there's also some financial mm-hmm. obligations or, or, or helps going to both sides. Which would be something that we didn't discuss, but also would need to be included in our money and marriage series mm-hmm. that we did. And, and how does that cash flow plan look if that's what you're having to do? Right. And, and you know, with all of this, because actually initially when we started the show, we were just kind of talking about the emotional pull, but then you have the financial pull and, and there are so many challenges that, that can become burdens or weights on you as you know, a married couple. You can feel like someone always needs you to solve their problem, right? The kids will come up to you and they need things like, mom, I can't find my, you know, I can't find my tie because I've got to wear a tie to school today. Or mom, you know, I forgot to bring my, my gear bag to school. Or mom, I need you to go buy me a new canvas. These were all mom conversations that we had in the last, you know, seven days in our house. Or you get the... I think I got the dad, I can't find my tie. Well, I walked in the house and got the, where's Alex's tie? That's true. So it's... Whether it's coming from the child or coming from a parent, you know, th- there's always somebody that needs you or, or, you know, your parents that, that need help navigating, you know, financial challenges or medical challenges, you know, somebody needs you and, and feeling like you're letting someone down. A lot of you shared this with us that you feel like you're letting someone down if you're spending time with the other person, right? If the kids need you and you can't be with your parents or if your parents need you and you can't be with your kids, feeling like maybe you're dropping one of those balls that you have in the air because, mm-hmm. because you've got to be somewhere, and you can't be everywhere. Maybe you're feeling judged by your parents for the decisions that you make in raising your own children because they're vocal. They like putting their two cents in and, and their two cents may not always agree with your two cents. And so that can create... And just, that of your spouses. Yes. So that creates this tension or, or having to juggle everyone's expectations. Right? I, I, I want my parents here at my game and, and I want you here for Sunday dinner and I want you to, to make sure that you know my, my insurance is taken care of and I want you to, you know, and all of these things. And you're like, oh, I can't, I can't do it all. And on top of that, you're looking at your spouse and you're, you're frustrated and you're sad because you're like, I don't know where or when we're going to make time for us. Mm-hmm. And that's, gosh, Yeah. That's where it gets real. It's, you know, Lisa says that. It's just like, ooh, there's weight, you know? And, um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah, I, I'm just like, Elise and I live an amazing life. We live in a, an amazing marriage. But then sometimes we do an episode like this and it, it sort of hits you. And you gotta take you gotta take um gotta take count of what you're doing, you know, you gotta take a little bit of a step back and go, Wow, what is happening? And and as she was going through all that, I had to just sort of step back and go, Yeah, you know, we've been running, we've been hitting it. and and we record these shows obviously earlier than when they drop. And so 
just even earlier this week, at least it's like, you know, Thursday night, we don't have anything going on. You want to do date night? And I'm just thinking about that right now. Like, yeah, I do. I want to just leave everything behind for a little bit, throw away the phone, you know, and just hang out with her because, um, how do you live? How do you live in the moment? You know, tough conversation with my mom this week. It's, uh, and, uh, you know, want to spend time with my kids, want to spend time with her, want to spend time with you guys and the one family. I mean, so much joy you bring us. So yeah, you get stuck and, um, but we can break out of it. I'm not going to sit here and, and wallow in it. I'm, uh, I'm going to definitely reassess who I am and what I'm doing in this season mm-hmm. and how do we deal with it. I know Lisa, Lisa knows this cause I had to give her a call back and after speaking to my mom and just sharing some frustrations. So, uh, she, she knows it. Um, but I would say make time for each other. What we do, Elise and I do. Don't don't get me wrong. We we have our walk and talks. That if there's one thing I love in our life, there's there's a couple things. Walk and talks is is at the top of that thing. It gets us out. It gets us moving. It gets us enjoying uh, the scenery, especially when we're at the beach. Um, number two would be the intimacy lifestyle. You know that's definitely top up on that list for us. Um, making sure we're getting our dates in and, you know, with the start of school year and trying to manage that and, and make things happen there, it's, it's gone by the wayside a bit, mm. uh, coffee breaks, um, when we can get them in again, that's one of those things, man, we love them and yet they, they can fall by the wayside and we know this happens for you guys too. So you, sometimes you got to take a, a self-assessment, right? You got to check yourself and check where you're at and go, Hey, wh- where, where have we gone off track? And, uh, for some reason, this one just hit me a little bit and and just going, Hey, we got off track a little bit here. We need to get back on. And that's part of what happens when you're in the sandwich generation, right? You'll, you'll keep all the balls in the air and, and, you know, until something, until something drops or it, it comes down a little bit lower and, and, you know, I really do think that we're in a unique time with unique circumstances because, Many adults do not live, you know, many couples aren't living with their parents or even close to them. We're a very, we're a very uh, transitory society, right? We move away from our parents. People are here, there, and everywhere, and, and a parent's needs can feel overwhelming. And, and then kids, you know, if you ask your parents, if you have children and you ask your parents, their grandparents, you know, was I this busy as a kid? Most of your parents are going to say, absolutely not. We wouldn't have done all this stuff. You guys are crazy for doing all this kind of stuff. That, that's, again, the, the parent judgment thing. But you know, we're in this place of, okay. But it's so true. I had this conversation just the other day with somebody in our generation and talking about sports Mm -hmm. and how we love going. I love going to my kids' sport, sporting events. I love being there. I love seeing them. And yet when I grew up, my parents were like, great, go play your sport. See you later. Come home for lunch. I mean, even in high school, they were never at a, at a, a football game, I played freshman football and that was it, but my parents never came to one game. I did swimming in high school. My parents didn't come to one high school swim meet. Um, 
I got into road cycling and I did some events like Criteriums and stuff during the 80s. We used to do those, you know, the Redlands Classic for those of you who grew up in the in the 80s here in Southern California, an amazing biking, cycling event. I would do that. My parents wouldn't show up. But guess what? Elise and I, you better believe, man, I'm cutting my day short on Friday because I'm going to get to the stadium. I'm going to get my seats. We're going we're gonna to be there at that game, you know, and that's just Friday. You know, let's not even talk about the rest of the week. And so another another uh, individual and I were just discussing that, like how much more we are involved in that. It, it, again, there were other parents who were, because we know some of some grandparents I grew, I grew who up, were. I grew up in the family where we were, at, my parents were at everything. I can't right. even imagine. And so mom, or at least I had the other side. I, I'm living my my parents' life in that terms. But, you know, so we have all of these demands. And as you heard from Tony and just how emotional he got, you know, a lot of times when there's all of those demands for taking care of everybody else, taking care of my kids, taking care of my parents, doing work and all these other kinds of things, the most intimate relationship, the one that you have with your spouse is usually the first one that's going to fall by the wayside. Because we're not going to let our parents down, you know, because they took care of us all those years. And, and the kids, their needs seem urgent, maybe not always an emergency, but they, their needs seem urge, or like an emergency urgent right there in front of you. And, and you're in this place where they're just squeaky wheels sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so you got to take care of it. And, and that means that sometimes the marriage takes a back seat. And, and can we be real honest that your marriage doesn't have to wait for everyone to grow up or to be looked after? It doesn't. No. I mean, you heard, you heard Tony get super real here uh, you know a few minutes ago about the fact that that you can create a shift right now no matter if you're taking care of of your in-laws or your parents or your kids or whatever let's get real and let's talk about what we can do now to create that shift so that we're not you know in five years ten years when the kids are older or when mom and dad are you know in a home or wherever they're going to be that we're like oh my gosh like who are you to our spouses. But before we do that, we just want to share a little bit about this week's sponsor position of the month club. And, and you may have heard, and if not, I'm going to let you know that the position of the month club is the number one community for couples who want better sex in and out of the bedroom. It's a community of folks who uplift and encourage each other, who are willing to be vulnerable and take off the masks about all areas of their marriage in order to strengthen their connection and their relationship. This is a place where people get real about what's going on, where they share you know, great ideas on how they're implementing, you know, strategies out of the position post where they're, you know, sharing when their marriage gets rocked by something. And they've got all of these other people who, who are marriage enthusiasts saying, Hey, we got your back. And on every single episode, we go deeper. We talk about what's happened in this episode right now. I know in this episode alone, it's going to come up and there's going to be a huge conversation amongst our summit partners in the position of the month club. And we're going to go into this and we're going to talk about this. And then we'll do our, our live monthly chat with them. And we'll, we'll talk some more about different areas of life. It is the place to be if you want to be connected with those in the one family. So don't just take, don't just take our word for it. Find out for yourself how the position of the month club can transform your marriage. Check it out at positionofthemonthclub.com. It's more than just a new position each month. It's the resources and the community that matter. So join now at positionofthemonthclub.com. And, you know, as we look at this place of being sandwiched between parents and children, stop for a second like Tony did, you know, a few minutes ago and say, what's my current reality? Is this something that we're dealing with? Can I take a breath 
between running after my kids and my parents, can I take a breath and just say, what's going on in, in our marriage? Because mm-hmm. maybe we've got all the balls in the air and that's okay and we're doing it and, and we're, we're going through and we've, we're, we're, we're good. I mean, like if, if you had asked Tony before we started to record this show, how's your marriage going? He would have said we're good. Oh, yeah. He would still say we're good. And I'm telling him that he would still say we're good. <laughs> we are good. But sometimes it's these conversations. It's listening to a show like this that says, could we be, could we be better? Yeah. What, what are the things we have to shift? They're, they're, that we've been running, we've been running, we've been running. What do we have to shift? And Elise and I will take that, take that assessment. We'll, we'll look at that and go, okay, let's assess where we are. What have we been doing well? Mm-hmm. I shared some of that. What are the things that we need to be looking at and getting back on that list that we, we haven't done? What do, what do we just sort of like allowed life to hit us and not taken like control of that a little bit? I'm not saying control in a bad way, but let's schedule those things that we know we need to do. Mm-hmm. I, I will say one thing that we did do, and we didn't take a vacation this past summer because of just life happening. But about a month ago, man, we, we booked, we booked our vacation. Man, Christmas time, we're in Cabo. See you later. Bye. Like we booked that sucker and so excited for something like that. But that allows us to go, wow, all right, we need to do that a little bit more on the smaller scale. Mm-hmm. Not just for the big thing. What are the small things? Yes, intimacies, lifestyles, running. Boom. We got to get those date nights on our calendar. Like we can't just let let the next four months roll by because it is football season. And, oh, football this and that. Because if it does, guess what? We're going to come to... We're going to come to 2020 and be like, holy crud, did we just miss like four months of date nights because we've just been running through football, you know, in, in school and kids stuff and mm-hmm. our own stuff, you know, running one in conferences and this and the other. Absolutely. And, you know, take a look at the challenges that you're facing and, and start to analyze what help is available. I, I want you to hear me. You don't have to be all things to all the people in your life. There are resources. There are other people that if you ask for help, they will help you. Some of it, you may have to pay for help. Like it may be cleaning your house and you're like, you know what? This is just making me stressed and crazy. And yet I'm still trying to keep this ball in the air and we can afford to have somebody come in once a month. Do it right? There may be other parents that can make sure that your kids get to practices on time because you just need, you need 15, 20 minutes with your spouse. Ask them. Trust Mm -hmm. me, all sports parents or, you know, theater parents or whatever, they will share, right? I mean, like we love kids. We'll just share. What's a few extra kids in a car, right? What, what can you take off your plate so that you can make it through this season with more sanity, with more peace, with more calm, with more patience? You need to take stock of that. And, and you also need to take stock. And Tony mentioned this at the, at the top of the show, just that it's not all, it's not all, you know, doom and gloom right? It's not all sadness. This is not like being in the sandwich generation is not all bad. And, and a lot of you told us this and, and we've seen it ourselves, right? What are the benefits of having both of these generations not only interact with you, but interact with one another? Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to stop and count your blessings to get out of the funk if you're in the funk of being in the sandwich generation. Yeah. It's just, I mean, some of that are the the memories you get to, to share. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, there's nothing more exciting for me, honestly, than having my mom here at the house. And we get to talk about those. And the kids get to hear like, what was it like for me and my brother growing up in our small town and the things we would do. And and my mom would share her stories and and what she remembers. And, and, And it's awesome. I love it. You know, the wisdom 
that they bring, that the, the, the older generation brings is amazing. Elisa and I are truly blessed to be a part of a church here in San Diego called C3 San Diego. And I love those, they call it their 50 plus group, and it's called Prime. And I love them because they bring so much wisdom and being around them. And, and we'll talk about what's happening in our lives. And, and one of the dad's uh, grandpas now, he, he'll say to me, oh, I remember when my son was going through that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and you just get that, that wisdom from him and, and, and he'll share that. And, and, and there are times where I'm just like, oh yeah, you know what? It's so good to hear it from somebody else who's way ahead, who's, you know, he has, I, I don't know, however many grandchildren they have now, but it's just, it's such a great place to be. And hey, sharing family history, mm-hmm. right? Like we, we get to share that. We get to, 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 to share to the next generation they get to see. And sometimes, yes, they roll their eyes and they want to just put their, 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 you know, earbuds in or go watch their video on their phone or whatever it may be. But they still are there. Just like the hug said. That mom said, and that wife said, I'm listening, not knowing that my kid's even catching it. Mm-hmm. And that for me, sometimes is just like, for us, I'm just like, kids, just be around here. You don't need to be sitting in your room. Just be around. Let's just talk again as a multi-generational family. And it's important too that, that your kids see you care for your parents, right? Because at some point in time, you're going to be the parents being cared for. Right. And so they need to have that modeled. Just like just like we talk each and every week about modeling marriage. Right. Every single show that we do is is another example, another way to model marriage. And part of that is is caring mm-hmm. for one another. Right. Not just caring for spouses, but caring for the generations in both directions. And, and your kids see that. And because we do live in a world that is, you know, a highly technologically, you know, um, moving. Yes. Thank you. Fast moving, fast moving, it's moving fast and it's a lot of technology. However, that gets translated <laughs> <laughs> because of that. We can lose sight of our kids can lose sight of the fact that there are generations ahead of them. Mm-hmm. Generations that have gone before generations that have had to pioneer technology generations that have, you know, had to live with, Oh my gosh, like a phone attached to a wall. Good grief. What is that? You know, and sharing what that looks like to be in that place. And, and as you're looking at all of this guys, you know, what does your marriage need right now? Whether, whether your kids are little or they're, you know, high school, college, and they're trying to figure out their life, whether your parents are, you know, fully living on their own, or maybe they're moving into assisted facilities or, or they're dealing with chronic illness or whatever. What does, what do the two of you need right now? Take, take a few minutes this week and sit down with your spouse, go on a walk and talk. Good grief. Get out of the house, right? Go on a walk and talk and just say, Hey, we need to take stock of us. All of these, you know, little tornadoes are spinning around us. Mm-hmm. They all have names, right? But I'm not going to, you know, call your family out and call them tornadoes. If that's us, right? Just full of activity, full of their own emotions, full of their own stuff. But at the end of the day, it's going to be the two of you. So what can you do this week, whether it's a coffee break, whether it's a date night, whether it's a walk and talk, what can the two of you do to focus just on you, knowing that all of those other things will still be there after the two of you have had the time to focus on yourselves? Yeah. Hey, if you're in the sandwich generation now, or maybe you're moving into it, just know that you have the strength to do it. You do. We do. And you guys can get through this stage. It's 
Hey, it's being open, honest, and transparent with one another. It's talking about those tough times that you have to go through. And yet knowing that we're still going to hold hands through all of it and know we're going to make it because eventually kids are going to move out. Parents will pass away. And at the end of the day, we have each other. So we need to continuously be building our emotional intimacy. So that way we are connected when those days come. We love you guys. Join us next week for part eight in our Mares Through the Year series where we talk about the golden years. Love you guys. Have a fantastic week and we'll catch you next week. Love you guys.